This is Carmel Baron. You're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. Hey guys, this is T, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with Gar and Josh. Enjoy the show. And remember, stonks do go up. This is Jack Vickers, and you are listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix, also known as The Hood. That is right, everybody. It is Tuesday, December 29th, 2020. It is time for the Hood Retrospective. It's been another great season of football, of podcasting, of fantasy, of uh, a bunch of other things. It's currently a nice little flurry going on in the background right now. Um, and so it's, another, it's a beautiful season of winter as well. Josh, do we think we go with the happy or the rock intro to round out 2020? Let's go with happy. All right, Walters. So this could be the last bit of happiness in 2020 yeah. before 2021 kills us all. It's it's very possible. Walters, we appreciate you making these for us, and uh, we'll play the happy one one last time for 2020. Take us away. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do. Except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Thank you very much, Walters. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks for one last time for season three of the pod podcast number hi, 70 folks. sorry i interrupted you please say hi one more time just in case hi one more time just in case how are you doing gar thank you well i'm doing great josh but before i tell you how great i'm doing hit noakes overdose at gmail.com facebook.com slash hoodpod and anchor.fm slash hoodpod are all the places you can bug us in the off season if you want because we will be back in the spring i assume uh journey to 100 subs came up short this season we're sitting at 29 out of a hundy which is okay we'll get there and we'll get that custom url so if you could be a friend and tell a friend we'd appreciate it segment start times description below for you audio listeners um at levi Oki illustration is the artist uh, responsible for all the beautiful art you seen throughout the year so we appreciate him and we appreciate you appreciating him josh how are you doing pal uh how was your christmas it was it was dandy how was yours it was pretty good um i got uh my the highlight to my christmas would easily be a pizzazz pizza cooker finally got one finally uh, yeah, santa came i made the nice list somehow or i stole it off uh you know some kid don't uh, don't ask for the details on how i got the pizzazz but just low just know i have it okay yeah have you tried making popcorn on it yet i uh, no, it's literally still sitting in the box over there over my shoulder i haven't even opened her yet so pro tip for you what you do is you take the popcorn kernels okay out of the bag <laughs> and you put it on the pizzazz okay and then you just watch it rotate and then you catch them as they pop up <laughs> That that seems like I would not want to do that. It seems like more of a hassle than just putting the bag in the microwave and letting all the kernels be attached. I don't have to do much work that in that scenario. Yeah, but then you get your exercise in, and it's really it's. If you want to take it up a notch, kick it up, kick it up a notch like Emerald style. Emerald Agassi. Yeah, you got to get a little spray bottle with 
with like the butter oil. Yeah, combo, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uses both, and you spray the pan as it's going around with the things. And if you notice, like a couple earlier bites, the popcorn ain't ain't buttery enough. Midair spray, <sighs> expert. Josh, there's no chance. I have the athleticism, the hand-eye coordination, the effort to do those sorts of things but i appreciate the suggestion what, what about you did you get anything great anything good i know it's more about giving and you know spending time with the family but come on what, what'd you get uh, i got a couple uh things for the garage some stuff that'll help me uh keep tools a little bit more organized especially those heavier woodworking things so my back doesn't go out all the time oh. um i got one of those uh lego those little itty bitty lego um green bay packers footballs already did that um yeah other than, you know i got a few things here and there but what what do you give more importantly oh hope dreams <laughs> um, who'd you give those I to gave, uh a lot of a lot of family um a lot of families i should say not not mine but a lot of other families for for realizing they don't have to deal with me in the holidays uh so gave them a lot of hope and dreams yep um yeah, I don't know. Nikita does all the Christmas shopping, so I don't remember what we got, people. You know what? That's a good call. It's probably better to have her in charge of it anyways. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, uh, shout out to... We got six concurrents right now. Well, six or four, depending on which number you want to believe on my little YouTube dashboard here. In the chat, uh, Audio Al says, Pizzazz is the best. Literally make everything on it. So, shout out. I'll be sure... Uh, uh, we're not going to become a cooking podcast, but maybe I'll post a thing or two on Facebook once I get the pizzazz cooking um, for, you know, just a little off-season content for the folks. Give them a couple nibbles to keep them interested. Uh, but yeah, what do you think, Josh? Should we just hop right into it? Hell yeah. All right. We appreciate you here for the end of 2020. And we're doing the things a little bit different here to end the year. Obviously, we're the Hidden Oaks Overdose podcast, the Hidden Oaks Overdose football fix. We're going to jump right into the Hidden Oaks highlights. That's where we're starting tonight. Uh, big, big, big Mega Bowl champion, Josh. Uh, who won it? Who is our Hidden Oaks 2020 Mega Bowl champion? I haven't looked. I think it's Derek. <laughs> It's, it's Derek. You just you got to the third place game and you just couldn't be bothered, huh? Yep. Once I knew I locked it up, I I shut it down as if I <laughs> I was the champion. <laughs> well, Derek is our big bad champion. Big congr- congratulations to the Walking Tacos, a Derek Schultz. I believe he was the fifth seed coming in off the top of my head. He ended up defeating Andrew Hammer, aka Weed Dem Boyd's one forty two point six two to one hundred one point one two. It, it was pretty much already sewn up, sewn up, I should say, for Derek going into Monday night. He had a couple Bills players, so I shouldn't say it was final. But then Stefan Diggs is 40 points in the Bills defense with another eight on there. Really just added insult to injury, rubbed a lot of dirt into the wounds of Hammer just to make sure he knew that Derek was the ultimate champion in the league. The first hat trick, I believe uh, Hammer wanted me to call this last week the Battle of the Commodores, and they wanted to add uh, a ship to their fleet, uh, which I forgot to reference it as last week so sorry hammer but uh derek has uh, completed his uh commodore's fleet or whatever so <sighs> did you are you happy with the derek championship over yeah, hammer i mean i would have been happy either way both guys you can't really can't really go against either of them it's not like they kick your dog or anything um but i, I do think that losing to derek uh gives it a little bit more of a 
okay. At least I lost to the guy who ended up winning it all. Um, I did check and see he still would have beat me this week if I played him in the championship, though it wouldn't have happened. But if, you know, basically him and I, we just were the NFC and we had to go up against some AFC scrubs in the championship. So we were the real championship. Even though like the worst, like the seventh seed in the AFC right now is like 10 and five and the worst NFC team is like eight. And You're right, Josh. You're right. You're the NFC. Uh, But yeah, Derek's top, we won't spend a whole lot of time breaking it down, but Derek's top performers, we had Brady with just about 30 points. Uh, I already mentioned Diggs with a 41 and a half. Uh, Godwin put up a 20 burger. Jason Sanders, the kicker, put up 15. uh, And that was the big majority of Derek's points. Um, Hammer had a couple letdowns. Daryl Henderson, he played for some reason, only got him six points. Marvin Halt only got him two points. Uh, there was no chance for a accidentally shot himself here. Yeah, James Conner on the bench was 17. He could have gained a net 11 points from that. Still went to got him anywhere near the 142 Derek put up. So Hammer just didn't have the stuff this week, unfortunately. And uh, you know what? We love Hammer. But, uh, you know, you can't win them all. You can't do everything. And so for one last time... Hammer, you put up a good fight. It was a long season. You made it to the championship. You made a lot of us proud. I'm sure you made your baby girl proud. But uh, you couldn't quite get it done. You couldn't complete your fleet. The hat trick eludes you still. You'll have to win two more times to reign supreme, but Andrew Hammer, you're officially dead. hate to see it just like josh said couldn't have been a a nicer two guys going up in the championship but that's the way she goes um josh did you pay attention at all to the dumpster bowl for the brand new league punishment slash loser medallion Uh, i do know it stayed in the family as far as uh um we got one on one end of the spectrum the other on the other end so i'm sure uh family get-togethers will be interesting they should be interesting when uh, Willie's wearing that silly little medallion. But Wilbert is our dumpster fire. He is the league loser of losers. He will have to don the hot garbage medallion. And uh, this one wasn't close at all. If Jamie Jamie had the high score of the week, I'm pretty sure, on the back of Alvin Kamara's 56 and point uh, two points. I texted Jamie this week. I hope you believe in divine intervention because Alvin Kamara almost single-handedly outscored Willie. She more than doubled his score. It was pretty embarrassing to be Willie this weekend, I'll be honest. Yep, that was a uh, a brutal anybody going against Kamara had a brutal outcome, I'm I'm thinking. Um I do know that Jack ended up beating a Kamara led team, um but that's because the um in that league hang on, here I got to pull it up. I think that's the case. Um of course it doesn't want to do math. Um but yeah, so Kamara scored 53. The next highest was 19. And then Jack's entire team did pretty solid with 10 points or more. So, yeah, he, he did end up coming back and beating that. So it's not impossible to meet Kamara, but or to beat Kamara, but the battle was oh, uphill. Yeah. That it was it? also for uh, 11th and 12th place in a 12-person league. So, <laughs> Is it at all surprising that Kamara um was on jamie's last place team like she's in the loser the losers championship or in the loser in the dumpster bowl and she's also last place of the regular season um kamara was the number one running back on the year couldn't carry her team at all though so that just goes weird i think that's more in-season management than anything you calling jamie lazy 
No, I'm, I'm just saying that Hammer sabotaged Jamie's roster by getting everybody that he thinks would be good and then telling her to pick up the scraps, like Laquan Treadwell. You know what? That could be the case. Uh, Eric's in the chat. He said, hello, I did stay up long enough to see you live. Eric's out in Latvia. We appreciate you. It's the last pod of the year, uh, so we appreciate you being here with us. Josh, uh, that's enough for the redraft league. Uh, you came in third. Uh, Bradley won the two extra ping pong balls. T won the five, got the consolation ship. Uh, that rounds out the news there. Moving on to the dynasty just real quick. Who's our dynasty champion, Josh, and why should we care? Me? Tell us about your matchup, pal. Well, I played Derek. Got a little bit of a revenge game against the guy who knocked me out of the redraft league by uh, taking him down, running him through the dirt, and then backing up, running him back through the dirt, and then making him lick his blood off the dirt because <laughs> my team put up 220 points. Um, Is that a lot? I, I believe it's the league high ever. Could be. I'm going to check the status. Yep. Nope. It is. <laughs> that was um, a quick check. It's a lot of years yep. you had to go through there. Oh yeah. But uh, I think the, the big thing here is I could have sat all but three players and still beat them. Because you, of course, One I don't know. You should go for it. Alvin Kamara, Devonte Adams and Stefan Diggs. Are they good? <laughs> well, they did they did me well um but yeah so i get a nice piece of hardware that i i gotta figure out how to turn into a pimp necklace but um it'd be heavy it'll be a heavy necklace but um and then yeah like like you said i get some some skrilla um but yeah overall i'm pretty happy and then next year when i win it all we'll have to figure out what we're gonna do do you think you have a chance of repeating because like i you've said for a long time you've had the best team pretty much since we drafted obviously this is your first time winning the ship do you because you had a lot of pretty much your entire team both in the redraft and in the dynasty league you like had good players like devonta adams obviously number one receiver stefan diggs right up there as well kamara number number one running back and none of them got injured do you think that you will have the same fate next year do you think they're all just super sturdy guys and you you scouted that way and you knew they'd be sturdy or do you think you got lucky or I think injuries, yeah, they'll they'll play a role into it. Um, obviously, like CMC not playing this year, um, but it's just finding the right fillers. And and I believe one year I did miss the championship because Kamara got a concussion on the first play of the game, and I lost by only a few. Um, so we'll 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 have to see. Obviously, injuries, random Andrew Luck retirements, that sort of thing. Can't really plan for that, but I do like my my. I like my depth of roster at this point in time for next season. You're looking pretty good. Uh, I know you don't pay attention to college football at all, but with the 10th overall pick, who do you think you're taking? Um, I might just, uh, um, I'm going to have to talk with some in-house scouts on who's been looking good um, this season. Um, I'm really liking the uh, left guard out of uh, Wichita State, Mankato, Massachusetts. That's good school. Um, Big school. Underrated school. they're... Uh, they're they're likely going to convert him to a free safety slash wide receiver quarterback hybrid tribrid, um, and so I'm I'm really looking forward to getting uh, um, meatloaf Quazistan on my team. Do you think so? I don't want you to give away your secrets, and I don't want to potentially poach talent from you. But I just want to ask one time: Is Martin Moistu on your scouting staff? So Gar, moving on. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna dive into my staff you don't it's on a need to know basis and let's face it you don't need to know all right well if you if you got martin moist you then maybe i'll go after uh 
uh, I think it's Marty Wexler, something Wexler. Maybe I'll go after him, and then we'll uh, we'll see who does best next year. But congrat! Before we move on, big congratulations to Josh finally winning the Dynasty League. Uh, if you listen to him, it's been a long time coming. So congrats to Derek and Josh, our two Hidden Oaks champions of 2020. Will they repeat yeah. in 2021? Only time will tell. But let's move into the Fan Tasty Zone. I know that's what we normally start with, but like I said, didn't want to pussyfoot around this week. We're the Hidden Oaks uh, football fix, and we wanted to celebrate our champ. So, Josh, in the Fantasy Zone, who are our sponsors this week? What do you got cooking? Sink water. Ooh, delicioso. And any, anything else? Are you, I know you got uh, a little butt hurt last week or two weeks ago when I interrupted you when you weren't done. Um, well, I've got in this here glass. <laughs> that blue glass? <laughs> Well, you can't see it. It is a Green Bay Packers glass filled with day-old Sprite from Burger King. Ooh, Josh, you know how to live on the edge, my friend. Day-old Sprite. Is she still a little fizzy? Just a little fizzy? Uh, she's, yeah, no, it's it's a little bit of fizz. Got a little going. Um, not a lot. That's all you got, though? How about you, Gar? What no. do you got? Uh, well, Josh, we'll round out uh, 2020 with can number six of the beautiful, not Arnold Palmer, but still Arizona peach tea that I got. Um, so shout out to Alex, can number six going right here. Let's just pop her. Let's not dick around. Give it a nice little slurp. Josh, nice background. Thank you. Uh, that was my face when I watched uh, Devontae Adams catch three touchdowns on Sunday night. And then also because some people still buy these and this company still exists for some reason. I've got some of these, uh, what you think is a sewing kit, Royal Dansk uh, cookies. The What are they What are they technically called? Danish butter cookies. So I'll maybe munch Those on one or two. They are. They're not bad. I'm, I was disappointed there wasn't a sewing kit when I opened it. But uh, yeah. Right. I, it's, it's law. <laughs> it is. Uh, I've got the notes here, raffle reminder, but that's tonight. Um guess technically you could still leave a voicemail right now we've got six concurrent so if you haven't left a voicemail for tonight go for it but uh, if you don't leave it by the fave five you're doomed no now this is a bit of an upset but i'll explain why we don't have an email from brian this week because he emailed his fave five so we've actually got a voicemail from brian for the fantasy zone so let me make sure i don't forget the sounder you've got voicemail thank you and then uh I honestly have no idea. If you had to speculate what Brian would say or ask in the Fantasy Zone at the end of 2020, Josh, what would you speculate? Um, some sort of dad joke. Uh, maybe tell Bradley to take out the garbage, and then he's probably going to insult me in some way, shape, or form. You think so? Yeah, or, or say I'm subadequate or something like that. Subadequate. That would be terrible. All right, let's see what Brian had to say in his voicemail. Hi guys, this is Brian. Throwing this into the Fantasty Zone this week, and my email is actually in the Fave 5, so switching it up a little bit. First of all, congrats out to Derek, who not only won the championship, but if you go back several weeks, he actually had to win his last four just to get into the playoffs, which is quite a feat in itself, and actually defeated Josh two of three weeks. Second number six seed in a row to win it all. Tagar, I love your team name. Not as bad as T. Well, actually, you're 52 points worse than T. So nice job there. All in all, you guys have done an awesome job this year. Hope to hear many more podcasts from you guys in the future. Love the Grom. Peace out. 
Aw, thanks, Brian. And uh, yes, my team name is ironic. I didn't mention it, but I did lose to T by a lot. I think my benched outscored my starters, which was really rough, but it was only the consolation ship, so who cares? Um, but thank you, Brian. No real questions there, nothing to respond to, but we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you, as the kids would say, fucking with us. Um, do you do you prefer a, a Brian voicemail, Josh, or do you want him to go back to emails in season four? I think that he's earned the, the cred to do what he wants. That's fair. And no matter what he does, his content will be valued. That is true. Uh, one little quick YouTube comment from Al um, <laughs> from last week's podcast. He said, you guys get my 1598 Venmo. So, Josh, I didn't get Al's Venmo. Did you get Al's Venmo for our, what would he, if he's paying for a nude uh, video there? Uh, nope, um, I did not get the Venmo. So I'm just going to assume that uh, we we got screened out on Venmo. They must have seen it coming. Al, did you not encrypt it enough? So um, so it would get through. Um, either way, um, we'll be sure to send you something. Maybe Walters with his championship ring um, that he's going to go out and buy himself um, around a certain body part of his. Um, granted, he could probably use a cheerio to do that too but um we'll, we'll send you a walters video there you go uh and yeah i think josh I, I, maybe we didn't mention this last week and maybe this is our problem but josh we actually started a new venmo account maybe he sent it to one of ours and we just haven't noticed yet but we started a new venmo account mike honchos which is the one he should have venmoed at mike honcho um and that's if you want our nude videos you got to send it to at mike honcho on venmo so maybe that's our mess up we didn't tell him what do you think he should have known. <laughs> he should have known. All right. And uh, I could have done this during the Hidden Oaks highlights. I'll do it now because it is still Fantasy's own fan interaction. Josh, we have another piece of fan art. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So this Who is... this? Well, it wasn't fucking me with a crayon, I'll tell you that. And you can't handle crayons after last time. So this is... I, I called out Derek live on the pod last week. I said, would you draw our champion for us? for free i pretty much greased his palms made him look guilty if he said no oh, Derek or carmel uh carmel sorry did i say Derek? this is a drawing of Derek uh from carmel so i wanted him to draw our champion just to be just to be fun and just to see what it would be like and he said this is probably one of the favorite things he's ever drawn so without further ado your 2020 hidden oaks redraft champion the walking tacos nice little team logo for derek there you see the three trophies there are featured as well um derek gets the hat trick and he's uh you know he's the supremacy of the league josh what do you think about that do you like that i'm jealous i wish i would have won now so Carmel Bear was texting me, and maybe we could turn this into a nice little another business opportunity for Carmel. He said, I kind of want to draw a team logo for every team now. So do you think we could get people to pay Carmel 5 10 20 bucks, whatever it would take, whatever Carmel would determine, to get a team logo for next year? Or do you think we just save this as a special thing for the champs? Or how do we approach this? That might need to, that might, uh, need to come up at our annual um, off-season um, podcast meeting slash party slash sleepover slash slumber party slash fort building um, event that we have. Yeah, um, we might have to put that on the agenda. 
That's a fair point. And so you can see it on the screen there at Levi Oak Illustration on Instagram, Levi Oak Tree at gmail.com for business inquiries. Um, you know, you, you, if you want to, we, you don't have to go through us. You can just go straight to Levi if you want your own logo, if you want your own whatever. So I can understand why you'd be jealous. We'll transition back to Josh and I now, even though we're not as beautiful as that Derek picture you got sitting there. But uh, we appreciate you for doing that. Uh, Derek, or uh, not Derek. I keep looking at Derek's face, so I'm thinking of Derek. We appreciate you doing that for us, Carmel. And I got a couple bucks left in my commission fund i might just venmo those to you if we don't uh, if i don't spend them on anything else here like on a loser trophy so uh, we appreciate you and there might be a couple bucks coming your way just out of uh our pity but we appreciate it uh so how much you pocketed from this league about 10 mil just a quick 10 mil uh i mentioned this as well to wrap up the fantasy zone i know the season's over but if you want to be a super fan uh likes and comments and all their posts either on youtube or facebook or wherever just gives us that it ups the interaction it helps other people see it it helps with visibility so we appreciate if you'd like and comment and all our stuff all right, Josh, that's all the fan interaction we had this week. A little uh, voicemail from Brian, a little YouTube comment from Alan, a little fan art from Levi. We appreciate it all, uh, and that'll end our 2020 Fantasy Zone. Josh, we're moving on to the 256 closure. What's this all about? Um, this is about our 256 predicted games to start the season. Um, really, we're only able to get through 240, but we'll just assume that we're right in week 17 on every single one. We've never been wrong before, yeah. Correct. Um, but similar to what we did about a quarter of the way, halfway through the season, we have how the our prediction stacked up to the real prediction or the real outcomes of the games. Gar, um, what stands out to you the most? Well, I mean, I, I had the Vikings going 8-8, eight and eight, um, and what stood out to me was how close I actually got, because, I mean, the, obviously the beginning of the season looked like it could be like a 4-12 and 12 type season, then they got hot, it's like, oh, could they squeeze out 9-7, 10-6? Looks like they're going to finish 6-10 and 10 or 7-9, and nine. but just being able to predict that, especially with all the hype coming in, uh, I'm always proud of myself for knowing who my Vikings truly are. What about you, Josh? Um, I noticed that, like I mentioned earlier, I was... Uh on both ends of the spectrum, very successful. Um, I was dead on for teams like Cincy, um, Kansas City. People saw the regression there. Uh, Seattle and the Jets, kind of easy ones to go with there. Usually, you know, with with their rosters, they'd be sitting around where they currently are. Um, Arizona, I was dead on on as well. Um, but then I had 11 teams where I was off by four games or more. Houston, I was seven over. Miami, I projected them at three and twelve, and they're currently ten and three or whatever, ten and five. Um, Philadelphia, I thought they'd be better than they are. They're that was not. that was one of my favorite ones. I just because I remember like going in because you and I were so different on Philadelphia at this point in the yep. season. You had that I'm at eleven four. I had them at five and ten. I was like, Josh, what do you what do you see in this team? And so I don't know. I just thought about that all year when I watched them just blunder. I mean, I know that they have like a solid defense. You'd think Miles Sanders would take the big step and they took a lot of wide receiver talent. You just, I couldn't factor in the, I couldn't factor in Carson Wentz being a ginger, I guess. <laughs> he has been a ginger up to this point, but he just couldn't think of it. Uh, who else were you also, who else were you super off on? I sorry, I stopped you right before the end there. Oh, geez. We don't got that much time, but San Fran, um, I thought they'd do better. Granted, they also uh, came down with some sort of disease where everyone died. Um, and they've been hurt all season. Uh, Chicago, I was off on. I still think they're a four and eleven team, despite almost despite 
being in the playoffs if they win next week. Um, Washington, I was off on. I didn't give Riverboat Ron enough credit. Um, Pittsburgh, I was off on. Um, although if they play like they have the last few weeks. Um, <laughs> they are who we thought they were. Exactly. Um, but yeah, how about you, Gar? Any, I, anything else? Yeah, I mean, Chicago, I, I had a 1-14 at this point in the season. I think I had them finishing 2-14 or 1-15, obviously. It's one or the other. But I was off by seven games. But if you look at them play sometimes, that is a fucking 1-14 team. I don't care who says any different. Uh, obviously, I, I had the Jets going 0-16, and, and I was just about right. For some reason, they wanted to stick it to whoever and lose the first overall pick after losing whatever it was, 13 games in a row. So I don't know, but I was dead on with the Jets. I think if you did add up the Jets and the Giants wins, they were still less than the Packers win, so I would have beat Brian in that bet. I think I would have also won the Tennessee bet. Um, for Kansas City, I could win that bet if they win this week coming up. So I mean, or, you know, those hypothetical bets, we, Brian and I didn't take them, and he would conceded the Giants, Jets, Packers one. But just kind of seeing where we were coming in at is interesting. Uh, Washington, I had one and fourteen, but obviously they have they have played uh, a lot better than I thought they would. A lot, a lot better than I think the world thought they would. So, yeah, no, I mean, their uh, their defense is no joke. So and they've they've won games on their that defense alone, and then Alex Smith came back better than anyone expected from that injury. Right, and then so just to recap, like you said, just no one else cares but us. But this is a segment for us. So you nailed five teams at this point. You have their records exactly right. I only nailed two teams. You move on to being one game away. You had a respectable four. I had twelve, so I couldn't get them right on the target, but I was pretty damn close. And then, like you said, you had eleven teams where you're four plus games off of, and I only had six. So I was, I mean, if you were to put in percentage, I was slightly more accurate. But you were definitely when you were nailing it, you were nailing it. So a little more boomer bust out of you but uh plenty yep. of boom no, there and and yeah that, that 12 12 teams with one game difference for you is pretty impressive so um uh, I, I, haven't, think so. I haven't i haven't uh looked at the professionals but we're just going to go ahead and say that we blew them out of the water once again obviously because we're the best um so in the i had predicted a new england tampa bay super bowl uh going off our 256 i had tampa way winning it tampa bay still could make the play or it looks like they're gonna make the playoffs here um who they the way they're playing they're not gonna make the super bowl but new england obviously misses i did have green bay and kansas city as the top two seats so proud of that i also had new orleans um as the second seat of the nfc so i mean i'm not a complete idiot here and Dak going down obviously hurt my dallas prediction but I mean, do you remember who your playoff predictions were? Did you write yours down or no? No, I don't think so. That's all good. I had who else can oh, oh I had wait, nope, I do have it on here. I had the Colts um, making the playoffs, they're nailing it. Arizona could squeak in. Um San Fran didn't make it, unfortunately. Seattle will be there. Sorry, what'd you have? I had uh New Orleans making it, and they're going to San Fran, they're not going to Green Bay making it, Philadelphia making it um minnesota making it and seattle making it uh, so i got half of them right um as for the asc i did a little bit better with them i got kansas city baltimore houston we have a problem tennessee buffalo and cleveland um and so cleveland can still technically make it can't they yeah Cle- cleveland could be in yeah they could also miss it at 10 and 6 which would be brutal right um and so really the only team that i really butchered on in the afc was uh houston there Gotcha. So what are, I know we, we don't want to, this is going to be a longer pot anyways, but what are your quick playoff thoughts going into it? Packers, Aaron Rodgers is the, is the real deal. Packers, KC, Super Bowl, what do you think? 
as much as I'd like that, I, I always know that that uh, NFC conference game, it, it, when it comes down to it, it's set up for heartbreak. So I'm going to have an AED on hand just in case, as well as a uh, 55 gallon drum of uh, rum. And I'm just going to sailor, sailor and Jerry, take it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sailor Jerry with a hint of grenadine. Oh man. Uh, I think I like KC still. Um, it's pretty hard to pick against them. I don't know who could really, really challenge them at this point. Uh, and I don't think New Orleans can do it. I mean, it's just Drew. Let me say Drew Brees will not be the reason that they're in the Super Bowl. I can see another Drew Brees dumb look on his face and on the sideline as he loses. Hopefully one last. I shouldn't say hopefully. I don't have anything against the guy, honestly. But I can see him losing this year. So I don't know. It, to me, it's looking like it's going to be a Green Bay KC Super Bowl. But we'll see. All right, Josh. Let's keep her cranking. Fantasy fun time. Do you got one left in you for 2020? I think you said it just there all right fantasy fun time let's get it josh grain of salt we already know how you did the hidden oaks leagues you got third and first how'd you finish in the rest of them pal hang on it's loading 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 working loading <laughs> um so the family league i struggle bust or nikita and i struggle bust we did win our last seven to make it into the playoffs and then we uh um Got or no, we won seven in a row to get into the playoffs with a meaningless week 13 game. Um, and then we lost in the first round as we should. Um, and then I don't think we, I didn't track the rest. Um, deflate these balls, it didn't make the playoffs in that. I'm just cursed to never make that net playoffs. <laughs> I started that league five and one and I missed the playoffs. You stink um, finishing seven and six as a seven seed. Um, but then the guillotine league, I, I took home the gold there, uh, on the back of an Alvin Kamara performance. So thank you, Alvin. Um, and then Victoria's secret, I, I took second losing to Walters, um, who had the digs, um, Allen stack on Monday night that put up 70 on their own. That's a lot of points. That's, uh, that's tough yeah. to swallow. Well, when AJ Dillon was my highest scoring player on my bench, hey. you have a problem. Yeah, yeah my a team struggled. AJ Dillon, we have a problem. Is that all your leagues then? Yeah, I think so. Overall, came out three hundred bucks on top. Ooh, it's like three. You netted three hundred bucks. Yep. Nice. Um, and that's assuming that the winnings for Victoria's Secret are the same as last year. I don't know why they would change. Sure. Um, but then um, I guess if we take out forty-five, fifty for the the trophy. Um, on a netted two fifty, but that's a nice set of two fifty and a beautiful eagle trophy. So let's not diminish the yeah. the top well, where you'll get yeah. to keep. Yeah, for shizzy. But so two ships then the guillotine and the dynasty, right? Correct. Nice. Um, I I came in third or I came in fourth in the Jerome Bettis league. Made me sad. My most expensive league couldn't even get third like I did last year. I, I don't no idea what my winnings are going to be. I guess fifty bucks. And then in the other uh, in the championship game I was in, I fucking won it. Um, it was a it was a really bad championship matchup. I had Tua in there. I had Gasecki in there. I started George Kittle. 
I think the final score was like 78 to 76. It was brutal. He had Tyler Bass going Monday night, and I was sweating every time they kicked an extra point. I thought for sure I'd lose, but I ended up on top, which makes me feel good. So one championship, got $210 out of that. On the year, though, it's, you know, it hurts you when you're, when you're purposely tanking in two leagues, but I lost 140 bucks playing fantasy this year, so that stings a little bit. Made about 50 bucks in pick'em pools to, this, to date, assuming I don't win again, so that's, that helps cushion a little bit, but overall, losing money won a championship but you know we'll come and get them next year i think i think we'll come back better and stronger than ever josh also like the 256 we predicted some season-long studs and duds do you even remember who no, you picked didn't. oh we did is it because yours were a little rough you don't remember or um no i i think that even during my uh my meditation phase where I was meditating during these picks and it, it just didn't work out for me. Um, but he, okay. Yeah. I have it up now. So Josh, good. who were, who are your, we don't have to go through them in, in depth, but who are your studs and how, how have they done up to this week? Uh, my studs, I had Teddy B, Josh Kelly as a running back, um, running back there, Brian. Alien Lizard or Alan Lazard, who's the wide receiver for Green Bay Packers. And then Taysom Hill was my uh, sneaky tight end play. Um, two of the four ended up positive. Taysom Hill carrying the, the bulk of it there. Uh, so I netted 64 points, but Alan Lazard missing four or five games didn't help. He was 40 shy. And then Josh Kelly finished right about at his projection. Right. And obviously there's still a week left, but Joshua Kelly, I don't, I don't even know if he still sees the field anymore. So um but with one week to go, they still could improve slightly. I had P. Riv. Um, he's just five points ahead of his projection right now. Mark Ingram. I'm th- pretty sure that guy died. He was projected 160, put up 50. Randall Cobb projected 126. Only got a hundy at this point. Hayden Hurst, also not very studly. Um, he's six under. Overall, my studs, my stud differential from what they're projected to what their actuals right now, I am a negative basically negative 140 so that explains why my fantasy season was so poor because all the guys i liked this year either just did barely what they were expected to or shit the bed so it was a rough year for my studs josh how about your duds did you project the stinkers of the league uh no i i predicted quite a few number ones um (laughs) either murray was my dud i thought the league would figure out that little hamster but apparently they didn't uh he was the well Spoiler, he was the quarterback one in the season, uh, with, and he outshone his projection by 75. Um, I had Delvin Cook as a dud, more so to spite you because I didn't think he'd be healthy. Uh, turns out I was right. He didn't stay healthy for half of a game, um, and but he still outshone his projection by about 50. Um, Mike Evans, just over his projection right now. And then Darren Waller, um, he yeah 63 over his projection so i netted negative 187.56 points for my duds don't listen to my duds folks <laughs> do the opposite if josh says they're going to be bad they're going to be great uh so my duds i had carson wentz that was my best pick of the year of all the studs and duds he was projected like 266 he's only got 200 and he's getting no more so that's a 70 for me aaron jones it's scary he was projected 240.4 and that's exactly what he has right now obviously there's still a week left but aaron jones projection is currently exactly right on moving on to mike evans a dud i predicted his projection is with Within a single fantasy point in PPR, so that's also scary.
secondary. So Mike Evans and Aaron Jones are right on their projection, so not duds by any means. And then Mark Anders. I thought COVID was going to play more of a, wreak more havoc on him. He is below his projection. I netted about 37 points off Mark Andrews, but uh, he wasn't nearly as deadly as Carson Wentz. So overall, I netted a positive um, 100, 105 points in the differential. And so between my studs and my duds, I was negative 34 in the year. So I kind of knew who to avoid, um, but that doesn't really help you win fantasy, does it? What about you, Josh? What was your final differential in the final analysis? Um, I was negative 123.6. Um, and and while I uh, I was much worse than Garlic in this little exercise, I had a much better fantasy season. So maybe it's one of those uh, inverse deals where the worse you do in this sort of thing, the better you do in fantasy. And you just didn't do bad enough. That's, I think that's what it was, Josh. I'll do worse next time. Uh, very quickly, positional leaders, Josh. Who did you like to be the positional leaders this year? Just rapid fire. Drew Brees, Saquon, Julio Jones, Mark Anders. Obviously, all four of those missed time at some point. So, yay, injuries. How about you? I liked Dak. He was at. Dalvin Cook came in second, son of a gun. Jones missed some time, like you said. And I liked Kittle, who's also missed plenty of time. The actual leaders were Kyler, Kamara, Devontae, and Kelsey. Um, so if you had any of those guys this year, you were rocking, socking football, unless your name is Jamie Hammer. Um, and yeah, that's all our studs and duds and our positional leaders. Let's keep it rolling, Josh. We're not going to go with uh, who we liked last week in the FanDuel Challenge. Uh, we got one week left, I hope, unless FanDuel screwed it up because the numbers are wrong. But just Brian. Ryan won the contest last week. I'm sure he'd be upset if I didn't mention that. But Josh, Jesse's in first now by like 40 points. Uh, he has 2014, and second is Aaron with uh, 1982. So Jesse's got a pretty big cushion. Jesse could still shit the bed, but do you think Jesse walks away with this thing? Probably. Does it sadden you to say that? Kinda. Just kinda. kinda so what? I mean, yeah. Do, so I, you and I both assume that Jesse's like cheat, not cheating. I shouldn't say cheating because there's not like rules against it. But like he's getting information from somewhere. Where do, does he think Jesse knows a guy, or do you think he's getting it from online? Where is Jesse getting his information? The Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. Obviously, fucking not, pal. Because if I look at this leaderboard, you are at number twelve, and I'm at number fifteen. So top twelve. Just saying. <laughs> top twelve out of twenty, and then. Um, uh, what else are we going to say? I noticed Jalter. So he was in, I think he was in the top five last week. He decided not to play last week for some reason. So Walter's really accidentally shot himself in the foot. Um, the only people within striking range of Jesse are Aaron and Jack. If he has a really good week, A-Dub, Audio Al is really on the outside looking in. About 60 points down. But anything's possible. Who knows? But um, it's going to be a wild finish, I think. But Jesse, I think he's got it sewn up. Some way, somehow, he did it. So yeah all right josh it's time for the retrospective part of the 2020 retrospective the survey do you think there were good questions this year i know i didn't really i usually just kind of bounce them off you at least um is there something you wish we would have asked before we hop into just quickly what the league survey results were nope i i i completed it last night when you texted me and yeah i thought they were pretty similar to last year so yeah, I mean, nothing nothing new or crazy. Um, so we had 85% of the league was happy. That's good. Not a real 
Um, if we could improve it for him, one, just one person answered that said wacky waving inflatable flailing arm two men. I don't think we'll get that for next year, but maybe, maybe we can improve that one. Was me. <laughs> maybe we can improve one fan's fun. Um, for the, I also similar to last year, I did. I'm indifferent for most of these, just to, just because I'm a little biased. Sure. Um, so we, I asked, uh, how did people feel about the lottery barbecue? And half the league wasn't there, but only one person said they're indifferent. And then, um, you know, 42, 43% of the league said they were happy and they hope to do it again next year. So the bar- barbecue um, lottery or the lottery barbecue is on again next year. Um, how do we improve that? Someone said better host. So Josh Nikita, step up your game. Someone wants that us was to, me as well. <laughs> someone wants to do us a ping pong selection behind closed doors like the NBA. Not going to do that. Um, someone said, let's all hang around for beers and a bonfire. So, Josh, I don't know if you got a fire pit, but you better start digging. Um, Kaya. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, on a scale of one to five, rate your experience. We had six fives and six fours. Uh, this is for the live draft. So, plenty of people like the live draft. One, three, and one, two. I'd have to imagine at least one of the two or three is Hammer. Uh, or Willie because they obviously weren't at the draft so they had to be online and I know Hammer prefers an online draft anyways even if we get together I know Hammer's a guy who just likes to do an online instead of having the paper and the stickers and whatnot but so overall live draft experience is going well and we're going to keep doing her um, how can we improve the live draft um, so, so one said have a clock 45 seconds clock dings next person can pick so puts a little pressure on it um, what do you think about that Josh I just feel like it would be tough to manage because you got to reset the clock. You got to, um, obviously we could probably figure out a system for it, but it, it just, yeah, there's, I feel like that's too much. 45 seconds might be not, might not be enough time. Now, if we had a two minute clock, that might be something, but two minutes seems like a lot. I'd go with them or maybe like for the first couple rounds longer and then shorten it once you get into the later rounds kind of deal. Yeah. I don't know. Something to discuss, but I was fine how it went. I thought it went smooth this year, so. Yeah, uh, another person said have ranch provide beer. Maybe um, it was fun and not too long. Another person said use a clock sandwich. The NFL draft um, for more fun and a deadline to get picks in. Uh, someone said timer for picks. So about three people are suggesting a timer. So we might have to explore this. One person said turn off the wind. It was a very windy. It's been windy the last two years for us. And then someone said would prefer to do an online draft. I'm going to have to guess that's Hammer, not to out him. I don't think anyone would disrespect his opinion. But uh, I hear you, Hammer. But as long as you're not quitting the league, you might be in the minority here. Um, I asked people if they wanted to do a loser traveling trophy. And over half the league said they're indifferent. Um, It looks like one or two people said no. And then it would have to be three or four people said yes. Um, so obviously like we have the, the trophy now, this would just be similar to that. It would sit on your, you know, mantle or whatever. Um, I asked a couple, I asked people what they thought the traveling loser traveling trophy should be. One person said a black fanny dildo mounts on a trophy that states, I took it hard this year in fantasy. That might be a little too graphic for some people's Thanksgiving or something, but maybe someone would still proudly, uh, proudly display that a couple people said they like the medallion they don't i don't think they understood that this would be separate from the medallion like the medallion itself is a league punishment and then this traveling trophy would sit on like your fireplace or whatever um any other real suggestions someone said maybe like a mini toy dumpster um so maybe that's something to look at <laughs> i can't repeat what t said but uh t gave an interesting suggestion as well um is it a shirt that should be worn in public now, do you remember, so the, no one else will understand this but you, me, and T, but do you remember what, like, probably one of the last times we played Sea of Thieves? 
And oh, lo- yeah, no, that's the, that's the one I was reading. I just didn't read the first half. <laughs> I even blurted, because I'm going to share these with the league, I even you know blurted out the works. I thought that was a little too harsh to read. I don't know. I just We swear on the podcast, but I don't like... I don't feel like we should use that word in the year 2020. That, but yeah, that that word is one that can be blurted out. You could say anything else you want, but that one and pumpernickel shouldn't be said on air. Yeah, you got to watch out. Uh, in the chat says Brad says yes to shot clock during the draft. So, I mean, I feel like it'll end up going away. But if we try it, well, I think we'll have to try it just so people can see that they won't want it in the end, or maybe it'll work out and be great. So, I'm thinking the time or something we'll have to explore for next year. Uh, the final question I basically just said. Any other questions or comments? And I made it required so people had to answer it uh just going through these every it says everyone gets one paintball gun shot to attempt to shoot the loser of the league from 50 yards away at the barbecue party maybe if someone wants to supply that i'm not getting it but um have a week where you can only start your bench position ranking of 10 or below that's weird but it's not the craziest idea um having a regular season having a regular season loser trophy and having the medallion for postseason failure um someone says i love the league garlic is hot that is all and i i promise i didn't type that one so thank you whoever thinks i'm hot jamie how you doing um maybe it was nikita you never know um it it could have been done even though she didn't take the survey uh someone said i think our league is really fun is or i think our league is run really well and has almost 100 percent commitment from all managers making it a fun and competitive league that i enjoy being a part of good luck whoever drafts cmc next year my heart tells me brad sent that one in um someone wrote jingle bells garlic smells joshua laid an egg jamie had a girl bradley powed a hill everyone survived the rona so i mean not a bad start kind of a rough finish there for the little jingle bells riff um josh should be obligated to drop five players from a starting lineup josh how do you feel about that one i'd still beat you <laughs> i didn't put that um someone said keep it up had a lot of fun maybe flirt with the idea of removing defense or special teams and kickers from the lineups this did not hurt my team this year but just a personal preference we already tried it that's dead for now unless kind of the makeup of the league changes um but we that might have been jeremy could be could be one of the newbies but yeah we did uh we did try that this year and it did not go through um, someone said maybe do commissioner elections and terms see if someone can run this thing better than g uh yeah if someone else wants to go for it i don't know if they would want to but um my platform will be this i did it um online draft easier to keep track of which players taken instead of repeating players gone every couple of rounds short and regular season by a week seven make it in two week total score one week heads up championship so that maybe I don't know if we could do that in ESPN. And then one person said this, the size is a little too big for the league. So, I mean, we voted to be 14 people, 14 people. Now, if two people leave, we won't force it to be 14. But that's set in stone for the foreseeable future. Josh, anything else you would add to these survey results? Do you feel like they're reflective of the league? Obviously, I say my mis- I've said to you multiple times my mission as commissioner uh, is try to have the most fun. And we got 85% fun and two indifference, so no one's having a bad time. Um, but anything else you'd like to see from these survey results or how, how do you think, how, how do they sit with you? Uh, they sit well. Um, I do, I do think that maybe if we don't remove kickers or defense, because they are a part of the team, we had just the scoring for kickers and defenses. Um, Good. So I know that they have fractional kicker points. Some platforms do. So um, that might be something we can explore. So like a, instead of a 39-yard field goal being 30 points or three points. 30 geez. points, hello. Instead of it being three points, um, it could be 3.9. Um, missing field goals longer than 50 yards aren't negatives. 
Um, so you can adjust some of those settings. Um, you can also have for defenses, um, the, the yardage, take out the scoring for yardage allowed since a lot of um, games are won by the points given up, not the yardage given up. And so you can change the scoring for that. And so instead of starting with 10 points and then losing five points because your team gave up 300 yards, you, you start with five points and then, or you start with zero, similar to how some of the sleeper app works and you gain points for stacks and you gain points for um, interceptions, but you don't lose points necessarily. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. So those aren't bad ideas. Uh, moving on, Josh, we have... Uh, pod- They're not... They're not bad ideas. So just and then I was the one. And I'll well, hang on. I guess I'll I'll right, help myself here. I was the one that said I should drop the top five players in my starting lineup because I'm coming for you next year, Derek. Well, I'm already, just kidding. I actually said the uh, champ. I said that we should have because the question before with the traveling trophy, um, I didn't. I was. I um. I didn't know if this was the medallion or asked adding something to it, and so that's where. Um, I came into this last question saying um, or wondering if we should have a regular season loser trophy. And then the medallion is for that postseason failure. So, cause I know that we had a pretty much 50, 50 split in the league at one point. It was exactly 50, 50. And I just broke the tie as commissioner. Yep. And so we could do something where, you know, maybe the dumpster fire trophy is for the loser of the uh, um, loser of the regular season or the loser of the postseason um bracket or and then have and the, then something the for the other yep so it's not a terrible idea worlds there yeah all right i like that Any, anything else josh with the league uh no but for those of you who would like to join the biggest loser league next year where you draft a full roster of starting players and try to score the least amount of points each week Hit me up at hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. I don't even know what Josh is talking about at this point. All right, Josh, there's also a podcast portion. Um, um, we had o- almost half the respondents said I've listened to 12 or more episodes, so that's good. Uh, about a third of the respondents said they never listen to the podcast. You can't please everybody. A couple other people are in the middle there. Um, so I also asked, you know, if, if you listen to the podcast, uh, if you listen to the amount of the podcast you did, why'd you listen? And if uh, not, why didn't you listen? So just some of the responses here. I like the banter and just your takes on teams. The bits are quite fun as well. Appreciate you. I listen occasionally, mostly with my dad. Um, who wonder who that could be. But sometimes live at home when I, or when I'm working. It depends mostly on my mood. Nothing against the pod. Love it when I listen. I love hearing the banter and the Fave Five. I wanted to hear their voices. I was there. That must be Josh. Never came up with the time to do so. Sad day, but it's okay. We still love you. The banter and hopefully better banter as the show progresses. So a lot of people are talking about our banter, Josh. We got some bants on us. Um, they are extremely handsome, so I watched live most weeks. Aw. Um, wanted to stay up to date on the league and make it more fun and um, interactive throughout the week. Appreciate you. Your voices are like warm chicken noodle soup for my soul. I liked how you didn't do game by game analysis this year. So thank hey, you. <laughs> thank you for saying chicken noodle soup for your soul. What can we do to make you more interested in the podcast? Um, Josh being more talkative and not acting like a child behind the mic. I can say I didn't put that one. I promise. Uh, make, make it louder through my headset while I'm working with loud stuff. Um, more Brian time. That's got to be a fan popular one. More fan participation, but that's on us. 
Uh, yeah. uh, sing lullabies. Take a little more, or talk a little bit more about the leagues and teams. So someone going in the other direction of Brian, maybe talk a little bit more about the the games each week. And then someone said you should do a Deadspin style "Why Your Team Suck" podcast segment for the first episode next year. Well, that's something I think we've thought about a couple times, but just never pulled the trigger. Yeah, I think we're contractually obligated not to do that because we'd run somebody out of the job. So you think so? You think Drew uh, McGarry would uh, would lose everything over at oh, Defector? Probably, if he hasn't already. All right. So speaking of the future of the pod, Josh, and what we can do to improve, I know I already warned people this is going to be a longer podcast. So if you're struggling, the Fave Fives at, right after this little discussion here. But so for next year, so I know we've last year we vaulted the locks and upsets and we vaulted the studs and duds just because I believe in switching things up. And it's going to, we're already kind of a procedural podcast as it is, kind of getting the same thing each week each week and so we'd like to switch it up um annually as well do we do the fave five again do we vault it obviously i think we both believe it's a great bit but there's only so many topics we can cover so it'll die eventually um what do you what do you think about the fave five um i like it i mean we do have plenty of topics to cover the next season even the season after that um and and then we could always like you mentioned recycle objects or come up with new ones um you know, like maybe your fave five COVID-19 baking recipes. I don't know. Um, and so fave five Josh's podcast backgrounds, that sort of thing. Um, sure. But then I also like the idea that you have listed where it's a fave farf to stick to the brand. Right. Yeah. The fact that we didn't do the fave farf this year is probably an upset. If we wanted to truly stay on brand with who Hidden Oaks is, we should on the fave farf. So I'm guessing, I'm thinking, not to spoil it, but I'm thinking the fave farf, the fave five will come back next year as the fave farf. So we only got to do four. So for all those lovely voicemail um, leavers, they need a little more time to talk about each individual thing than trying to rush through five things. Um, but if we do it next year, that means the fave five will probably go away eventually just because, again, you can't have it every year. you got to take it away for a year just so you guys really appreciate it again. Um, so we'll probably do the fave five next year if I had to guess. The two minutes drill, Josh. This is something I just kind of forced through us um, throughout the year. Obviously, we didn't do one today, but is the fate of the two minute drill dead or how do you feel about it? Cause I know you kind of struggled with it more than I did. Well, I think, uh, I think we do need to have some sort of segment for takes, but we don't want to dive into it too deep like we did in the past. So we should probably find like a happy medium, um, something where we could, you know, have some banter. Cause I, I like the banter piece when we were doing the, the, the debating and the back and forth there. Um, and I think based on the comments, we had some banter going and people like that. Um, whereas with the two minute drill, there was obviously weeks where we were less prepared. <clears throat> Josh, we, we yep. Yeah. Walters. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I think that, um, finding kind of that happy medium where we can still talk about football, but not drone on for 15 minutes about how the green Bay Packers are going to be repeat Super Bowl champions from now until the end of time. Sure. Um, and so, um, and obviously that might require some of that slumber party magic sauce to, um, come up with some ideas, but we'll, we'll get to work on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I know we had discussed, we had, you and I discussed this in an Xbox live party. The two minute drill wasn't really for anybody else. Like no one, excuse me, no one is going to come up to us and say the two minute drill is our favorite bit. It's something cause we, like Josh said, we used to talk about the NFL a lot, but it really bloated out our podcast. Like we would have 30, probably 30 minutes once it was all said and done of talking about the Vikings, the Packers and the rest of the NFL, both the previous and the future week. And so it just got to be a lot. And so 
knowing Josh and I both still like talking about the NFL, we brought it down to the two-minute drill. But since the exact two-minute drill seems to be, you know, difficult uh, for whatever reason, um, you know, we'll just have to see what the the future holds there. Because we both still like talking about the NFL, but this is never going to be probably a fan favorite segment. This is more for us. So Josh and I will just kind of discuss and we'll see what happens. But maybe maybe we can do something where we kind of go have a topic and go at each other each week. I know we tried that this year, but. Um, well, we could never get i think what was it josh we couldn't get you to like have a strong opinion because like you and i like to see things down the middle pretty clearly and so we couldn't really argue or pretend to be like skip bayless or whoever yeah no and and and, and that's kind of what it was so we, we'll have to kind of like i said find a find a medium something we can both agree on that that allows us to get that outlet but we don't bloat the podcast up too much for people like brian and myself Sure. A couple comments I've missed in the chat here. So way earlier, Bradley said pizzazz for the win. Um, Alex said, I finally figured it out. Josh looks like Gifoil from Silicon Valley. I think that says Gifoil. I'm not sure. I haven't watched Silicon Valley, so I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But Josh, have you ever watched Silicon Valley? I have not. Yep, yeah, I don't, but apparently you look like Gilfoyle, so good for you. Uh, Brian said thousands of topics, so I really think Brian wants the Fave 5 to come back next year, Brian. It'll be the Fave 5 just for you. Um, and then <laughs> Levi has thrown at us just in this most recent discussion, he said 10 minutes drill of Josh just yelling. So maybe maybe we <laughs> could get that in there. That might be a special. It might It'll be, be our holiday special next year. So we'll see. We, we we like little segments for us, so we'll see what the two-minute drill is like next year. Uh, obviously, Josh, we are not doing the Daily Fantasy Podcast Playlong Challenge next year. We're still going to do a Podcast Playlong Challenge, but you and I failed miserably at Daily Fantasy. So to not expose ourselves further, that's just gone, right? We're done with it? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I did, I did have fun with it, but yeah, I think that that might be something that we uh, hang up for a while. Um, we might have some, I mean, we want to do something where everybody gets involved, where there's some uh, money on the line, some skin in the game, as the kids say these days. Um, but we'll uh, we'll have to come up with some things. I've thought about including them in our pickums with our 256, but doing it on a weekly basis like we've done in the past, um, rigging that, and we can you know figure out how we do that with people. Um, sure. We I've thought about you know dance offs people who can match Jamal Williams dance moves most accurately. Um, and then do you want to read the line about the next one on here? Uh, the one you just highlighted. Yeah. I was just going to yeah. say, so for the podcast, like I I'm, I'm not saying I'm sad, but I missed the opportunity this year to do a guillotine league. And so I've talked to Al about it. I've talked to Josh about it. Uh, I think I've talked to a couple other people about it, but the guillotine thing that charge has kind of been, uh, I mean, it's been around before charge, but it's really become popular uh, around here because of, uh, Paul Charchian. We're thinking next year, the podcast play along challenge is going to be a guillotine. Um, so that's, what is that? 17 participants or 16? 17 17 i believe right so i mean i don't think we'll have enough interest to fill up two of them obviously we got 20 people into the daily fantasy thing this year um worst case scenario we can figure something out i don't think we'll fill two of them so maybe we'll have to just cut off a couple people who just don't want to play or whatever but i think that's what we're gonna do for the pod play along next year nice little guillotine it'll be fun to cover each week so i think that'll be good for the podcast i think yeah no for sure um and then i see here uh the two dollar holla that's our way of going to, we're going to finally try and make money, Josh. I don't know if it's going to work. It probably won't, but we're going to try. Yep. Yep. No, nope, that works. 
well so like we've been training you guys all year to, to pull back the curtain we've been we've been baiting you with the 50 dollars raffle all year you well, there's plenty of you that are very familiar with the behavior of leaving us voicemails so now next year you can still leave us voicemails for free but you'll get your own special segment the two dollar holla where you can basically say or do whatever you want in your voicemail you've got to pay us two bucks but then you get your own platform if you ask a question josh and i we won't blow you off like some of the questions we did this year um We'll take time to really appreciate you because you're paying us to do a podcast. So basically, you pay us two bucks any week you want to, and you can do multiple um, in a week if you want. But you pay us, you get your own special time on the pod, your own special segment, and uh, Josh and I will really caress your balls so you continue to pay us money. Yeah. That's that's the gist of it. You get your own special shout-out, you get your own special time to talk. Uh yeah. What do you think? Do you think the people who wanted to hear the Fay Five, Josh, we're an hour in. Do the people even like the Fay Five? Uh, let's just go to sleep. You think so? Just I, I mean, these people have been waiting here an hour, like I said. This is all they really wanted. But do you think they really, really want it? I don't know. I can't hear them. <laughs> I can't hear you. Hi, I yeah, no, we can do- we can get into it. Let's uh let's get into Fave Five, Hidden Oaks Memories. Um I'm excited for two of them. Which two are you excited for? Which two are you not excited for? You don't have to worry about pleasing anybody anymore because this is the last episode of the season. They'll forget about what you said. I'm excited for Alan Levi's because obviously their knowledge of Hidden Oaks goes way past our own. Um, I'm not excited for ours. <coughs> for yours and mine. Correct. Oh, all right. Well, actually, I'll ask you once we get into it. But um, So we got Bradley didn't email didn't call he texted me his fave five for some reason so i was going to read bradley's text first get out of the way fave five hidden oaks memories um he says hood memories hard to pick five quick fire fashion night games late night races the hammer wedding the bunker wedding lol and endless days and nights on the trampoline it's not a bad list out of brad there Late night races made my honorable mentions, but didn't make my list, Josh. How did, do you remember the late night races? Did you get big into them? I forget who the exact rosters were. Um, I was not the part of that. I believe I was off at school during that. Oh, um, you're too busy smoking adventure. the gun, Jay. No, that might have been my second time. Because I know, um, I know Nikita and I had one when I came back before we started dating even. Um, and that was like the first introduction. So maybe it was when I was smoking the gun because I, I don't want to th- say that that was like the beginning of it. I know Jordan Bates was a big one in that. No, Jordan Bates was big. And I don't know if he introduced it or if like he was just a big fan of it, but Jordan Bates was definitely big on it. Um, so Brad, thank you for your fave five list. Obviously we all loved our nights on the trampoline. Big trampoline moment would be Rissa after drinking whatever it was 70 monsters, just projectile vomiting over the entire neighborhood. That was a, that was a big you mean one on, on to me. Well, I mean, you're part of the neighborhood, aren't you? No, I, I I remember that night very vividly because I was laying on the trampoline and all of a sudden I, I feel bouncing and then all I hear is... All of a sudden there's just like a nice warm chicken gravy just kind of all over you. Oh, it was God. disgusting. I think I was naked before I got inside because of how much vomit was on me. So obviously Brian is a big part. We're moving. Thank you very much, Brad. We're moving on. Obviously Brian's a big part of Hidden Oaks, and I'm sure his email's going to be great. But just to respect how we've been doing it all year, we go with the voicemails last. Um, so Brian sent us an email of his Fave Five this week. So Brian's going to be next. Josh, do you want the honor of reading Brian's Fave Five email or not? I'll give uh, you, you the can choice. Okay. So again, Brian, he's uh, 
I wasn't in the hood as long as I was. So let it be known. Brian got there after me. But Brian, uh, good Brian, big part of the Hidden Oaks history. Subject line, fave five. This fave five, this fave five list of Hidden Oaks memories is far too long to drop into a voicemail. There are so many. Here are a few. The time that RT got hammered and passed out. When Bradley said, I'm never playing with Jesse again. Singing, hey, jealousy, with the kids in the basement. Playing a rousing game of pigs. And when he flashed her tatas. Games of $5 hold'em. Josh and Nate beating up the little kids. So those are some of Brian's fave memories out of the hood. He goes on to say, Yes, all these things happened many times over the years. When I think of the hoodlums, I mostly think of Nate, Josh, Gar, Bradley, Jesse, and Jamie. There have been others that have been allowed to enter the circle, but to me, these are the core six hoodlums. It is really special that the six of you have remained so close over the years, now eight to ten years removed from high school. And with one exception, all have left the hood. You are all the definition of lifetime friends, having been together since most of you were still in diapers. In today's world, having true lifetime friends is rare, and I hope all of you realize how special that is. Stay connected. Hood forever. Love you guys. Brian. That just warms the heart a little bit, doesn't it, Josh? I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm not crying. Exactly. And so I don't... That was a very touching email from Brian. Um, obviously, Brian's a big poker guy. Of course, poker had to make his list. Didn't think he would shout out uh, Mandy flashing her tatas, but you know what? Apparently, that's definitely stamped into Brian's memory. And, you know, Mandy does have some tatas if we're being honest with ourselves. But um, I guess what did you... Ex- maybe I should ask you this beforehand, but what did you expect out of a Brian Faye 5 list? Does that pretty much sum it up or... That, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. I knew that there was going to be some sort of dig at me and Nate uh, beating up the little kids. Um, there has because, to I mean, be. It's a, it's a legal obligation. That's, that's that's everybody's fave five right there. Um, but yeah, overall, a lot of items that crossed my mind when coming up with my list as well. So Josh, I've just texted you because I, I really don't think... Uh, I really don't think that I should put this on the stream, and I probably won't, but I just texted you a picture. One of my <laughs> – why this is in my phone, I have no idea, but it's and it's in reference to Brian. And just to visualize the picture so people can think about it, we have – this is in Donnie's kitchen. I've got to assume it's a New Year's Eve party. We've got good Brian, a.k.a. Brian Knup, leaned up against the kitchen counter. We've got Donnie locking lips with Brian Knup. And then behind Donnie, we have Brian Nielsen kissing the back of Donnie's head. So it's a Brian, it's a Donnie sandwich with two Brian's as the buns or the pieces of bread. And that's just one, that's one of the most incredible pictures I think in existence. What do you think? New screensaver. Brian, if you want, I can send you this picture if you don't know what I'm talking about, or I can just post it on the Facebook page. I'm sure you'd appreciate that. But yeah, I was going through my photos earlier this week and I found this picture of both Brian's and Donnie being real intimate. So. I just wanted to share that with Josh and talk about it on the air, because why not? I mean, we're talking about Hidden Oak's memories here. Um, all right, we'll move on to Al's Fave 5, because obviously Al, not part of Hidden Oaks himself, but he's interacted with a lot of Hidden Oaks over the year, played f- flag football. Um, you know, he's at Josh's wedding. He's been around a lot, so I'm very interested to see what is in Al's, day, or in, in Al's Fave 5, and it's a two-parter. So let's see what Al's got. Thank you, Brian, for your submission. What's up, guys? It's Audio Al coming with the uh, Hidden Oaks Fave 5 moments. It'll probably be multiple parts here. 
So I'll just start right off with number five. Uh, I was re- recording my own podcast. You know, the you guys stole this idea from me. Uh, and we were doing it during Josh's wedding. After, you know, people have had some a few drinks. So we were in the closet of Bunker Hills Golf Course interviewing people. And little did we know that Bradley and Jesse would turn around the corner and poke their head in and think that we're smoking doobies. <laughs> and uh, that's how that one came to be. Uh, number four was uh, when Garlic did the whistle song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. I mean, it inspired me to make the sounder for that just because it, it made me laugh so much. I don't know. We'll go with part two here qu- pretty quick. Glad I could inspire you, Al. It touches my heart to know I could do that to someone. All right, number three on my list is uh, the best three-way I've ever seen on YouTube. We had uh, Walters join the show with his victorious POD and... A specific moment was when Garlic put on his sunglasses and started eating his whatever, popcorn or whatever. <laughs> I thought it was, the look was just amazing, so I had to screenshot it. Now it's my contact pic- picture for him. Number two is, uh, you know, Levi Oki's uh, voice messages. And uh, it kind of justifies how you guys sold out for him last episode, but I don't know. That was a pretty big sellout on your guys' part. And number one. I look forward to this every week, and it's right when your guys' podcast ends. It's like, thank God these guys are done talking. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) This fucking troll, unbelievable. You gonna take that shit Um, from Audio Al? I mean, he just has the same number one as me, so... (laughs) Do you think just because he buys me a couple cans of the wrong type of tea that he can just belittle us like that? That hurts my feelings (laughs) a little bit. Oh my god. Obviously the Bradley Jesse wedding story had to be in there. I even prompted him with it last week. Um But anyways, what what did you think about that list, Josh? Obviously Audio Al not a native head noker, but still able to come up with the Fave Five list. Yeah, no, he 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 had it lucky where he doesn't have twenty five years of memories <laughs> about it and uh and he's he's only got a few, but yeah, he came up with a pretty solid uh, Faye Favre and then a, then a troll at the end. <laughs> Faye Favre and then a troll. Are you upset? At all? Obviously, it wasn't a real Hidden Oaks memory. It's more like a Coon Rapids thing. But like you and I were at Flag Football Plenty, and you and I have done the Turkey Bowl. Are you upset that none of your football activities have made the list? Or does that make sense since they're not Hidden Oaks activities? Yeah, no, that makes sense that they're not Hidden Oaks activities. All right, I just for some reason I thought maybe that would make the list, like either you know Bradley showing up at the Mister McGiblets or something at a flag football game. But um, <laughs> in the chat, Al said, "Damn it, I forgot about Josh's bachelor party when Jesse trying to find you guys and driving multiple laps throughout the golf course." So obviously Josh's batch party, it was raining, there was golf out, and Jesse is just fucking Jesse. He's a hoodlum when he wants to be. So. Another fave yeah. memory of Al there. That's all. That's we're gonna leave it at that. So, um, who do I have next on the list here? Thank you very much, Al, for your submission. I'm glad Hidden Oaks could have an impression on you. Uh, I got Levi next. We got Levi and Hammer left, but since Hammer is actually part of Hidden Oaks, we'll see what Levi had to say for his fave five Hidden Oaks memories. Hey boys, Carl here with this Fave 5 outside. At number 5 we have the ocean. It's wet. It's full of weird creatures that look like they belong in a Dr. Seuss book and I love it. It's a ama- Wait, this is the wrong list. Okay, Fave 5 this week. Fave 5 Hood Podcast Memories. I don't really have specific memories, but I do have the specific feeling of community, which I feel like is probably the most important part of a podcast. 
oftentimes you feel like you're being talked to and not really talked with when you listen to a podcast. You're kind of just a bystander, but you guys make it enjoyable and fun and worth participating in. It's, you know, less of a, less of a podcast, more of a community, and I'm down for it. So thank you guys. And here's to another year. Here's I'll to you, Carmel Bear. I'll Venmo you the money later. Thank you for reading that. Uh, did you type that up yourself, Josh? Uh, you know I can't type. What's What's he charge? Uh, for that little... He, he, I, I think I got a good deal. It was a dollar a letter. Dollar a letter, so, huh? So, yeah. So, I, I think I managed to keep it to 1,500 letters. <laughs> That's good to know. Okay. Um... All right, Josh, we've got one last Fave 5 entry that isn't yours or mine. We got Andrew Hammer. He's been a Hood alum for quite some time now. Even if I did call him Travis for like the first two to three years of him and Jamie's relationship, it's not my fault. The girl was just with big two big guys in a row, and she hasn't been single since like grade four, so it's not on me. But Hammer, let's see what your Fave 5 Hidden Oaks moments slash memories are. What's up, guys? It's, uh, it's hard to believe that uh, I've been hanging around in the, uh, in the Hood for almost 10 years now. And uh, I know a lot of you have known each other way longer than that, but uh, I like to think that I'm maybe a third or fourth tier member at this point. Um, top five hood moments. I'm not so great at individual moments, but I'll, I'll try to keep to like broad categories. Uh, at number five, I got uh, Hootie's Cabin Weekend. Uh, I'm pretty sure we all just went the one time, and uh, it was a great time, but maybe too good of a time because I don't think we all got uh, invited back again. Uh, number four, I just put down general yard games. Uh, there was one summer where we got super into playing lightning, uh, bags, wiffle ball, always fun on Donnie's trampoline. Uh, number three, I got the New Year's Eve party at Donnie's house, uh, playing slap cup in the garage, always a good time. Uh, number two, karaoke at the V. Uh, Garlic, Jesse, will always have uh, our, our songs together. And uh, number one, I'm going to put board games at Donnie's. Uh, so many funny moments. Hammer really struggles with the 60 cent concept as well, or 60 second concept as well. But Hammer, we appreciate you. Josh, uh, I don't know if it would make you, I would assume it wouldn't make your list, but maybe it did. I don't want to spoil it fully. But there was that one year where all of us kids got invited up to Hoobie's, Hootie's cabin. Things got a little heated between some hormonal teenager slash early 20s uh, what do you remember from that weekend i remember jesse taking the belt and throwing it in the fire pit because it was a running joke that whoever had the belt was was the best in the world um i remember falling asleep in a hammock waking up now down nearby the lake because i rolled out of it um i remember um what's his nuts uh, little Hootie uh, drinking, even though I think he was 14. Blake is his name. Little, um, little Hootie. I I remember getting um, um, Mama Hootie hooked on tea. The the, the Twist, twisted tea. Part, twisted teas. Um, I remember the paddle boating. I remember the dock thingy. Um, I remember immediately getting stung by a ground hornet the second out I stepped out of the car when we got there. Um. I remember quite a bit of it. I remember Jamie and Hammer um, finding some alone time in the basement. Um, that was awkward. Hey, oh, I, I, yeah, I remember quite a bit. It was a fun time, but yeah, that, that bee sting, I, I do remember it because I literally one foot out the door of my car and I just feel the most intense, sharp pain in my foot and it's swollen Had a giant wasp or a giant ground hornet sting me. Oh no. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Well, yeah, obviously that was a big one. Hammer City has been a, what, a hoodlum for 10 years? That's a lot of years. Does it feel like Hammer's been around for 10 years? Does it feel longer or shorter? Well, I mean, I've known Hammer for 11, so suck it. Fucking brag about kidding. it, pal. Um, no, it, it doesn't feel that long. It's crazy to think how time's gone by. But yeah, I still still remember walking downstairs after getting ready for bed and seeing Hammer and Jamie making out on the arm on the couch in my house in Duluth. Nobody else was there, so why were you sitting on the arm of the couch? It's a nice couch. Got a whole bunch of cushions to sit on and just chose the arm. Thanks, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Hammer, for being part of Hidden Oaks. Uh, he said he's what a third or fourth tier member. Do you, before we move on, Josh, between you and mine, do you think, has Hammer made it up to third tier yet, or what tier is Hammer in, in the Hidden Oaks hierarchy? I mean, he married in, so he's a second tier. He, he was handpicked he by a Hidden Oaks original. That's true. To spend the life with somebody. I'd, I'd say um, um, Garlina is a third tier. Gar- Garlina is third tier. That's fair. But yeah, uh, definitely uh, definitely Hammer second tier makes sense if he's married into one of the OGs. Uh, so thank you so much, Hammer. We love you and we appreciate you calling into the pod. All right, Josh, you're in my list. This is what the people really want. How hard did you struggle with this? Like, did this is one of your last minute ones or have you been thinking about it since last week like I have? I mean, it was one of my last minute ones, but I... N- but it wasn't necessarily for lack of thought. It was more so for lack of, um, more so because I didn't want to do it any injustice by leaving something out. Sure. So my list is, I, I didn't go general. I tried to go general, narrowing it down to instant or individual memories. Sure. Um, I was just going to do one big, long list of mentions and just have that be my entire list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like it didn't do the bit any justice. Um, and so I, I was scribbling down some of the things that always get brought up and always come to mind. So, um, I don't feel it's my strongest list, but I, I definitely feel like it's a list. Do you have How any, you, do you have any honorable mentions? I mean, there's, there's too many. I, I just wouldn't be able to get through them all. I mean, everybody's list so far have been great. Obviously we've had a lot of good times together. So the, the little disclaimer I always give the fave five that I, I say now is going to be a different fa- would be a different fave five on another day. I'm sure. Sure. Um, obviously the, the merger between the upper Hill and the lower Hill with the Schultz family, um, has, has stayed strong through the years as well. That's, that's, uh, um, that's an honorable mention in its own. Um, and so they're there, I would consider them to be secondary tier, um, hidden Oaksers. Um, I don't know how you feel. Um, but uh yeah there's there's quite a bit how about you well so to the the first question i mean i i definitely had like i had at least three ironed out for sure like these three had to make the list and then i just really had to think about it for myself and what could or couldn't make the list and i'll explain it more once i get into my list but i did i did want to jot down some honorable mentions i'll just go through them super rapid fire but some these ones couldn't make my fave five for various reasons. But here's just a bunch of honorable mentions because, again, who knows? I mean, something could happen, and then the podcast doesn't come back. So let's just say to not risk it, to capture this in a moment of time, here's a bunch of my favorite memories that didn't quite make the fave five. 
Plain Green Booger. Josh yelling French toast at Brad all the time. Sharon's Christmas parties where we all got blankets. Saturday morning bowling. My grad parties. Friday night bowling parties when the parents bowl at the Mermaid. Poker parties. Josh and Nikita in my bathroom. 2017 NFC Divisional game at Josh's. New Year's Eve going into 2017. 2017 Super Bowl when the Patriots upset the Falcons. Big Sandy camping. Late night races. Jordan and I going to Monday Night Raw. Nate's deployment going away party. Northtown beat-ups with famous karaoke singer Nick. Risk Championship where we all got dressed up. Jesse's basic graduation down in Texas and holding baby Garlina for the first time. <laughs> any, you don't have to say which one, Josh, but any, any of those things I listed off, did they make your list? Just a little tease. Yes. All right. Do you want the walk-off shot or not? Final podcast of the year. Sure. All right, pal. My number five, then, in the fave five here. We finally go almost an hour and a half in. My fave number five Hidden Oaks moment slash memory is the Hidden Oaks Madden Championship League Mega Bowl number four. This is when Josh was playing, or no, this is when uh, Nathan and I were playing against each other, which we all got our custom t-shirts, and we were all, we all had the mat, we were all in different colors, but the shirts were still matching. Obviously, Nate throttled me in that game, even though I went up early, but it was just cool for all of us to be together obviously the hidden oats men championship league came from josh jordan and i mainly playing men together so many times then i kind of commissioned the league while we were doing it and we went on to have a fifth mega bowl but the fourth one was so memorable memorable to me just because we were all together we all had our shirts and it was just a cool good day and i loved it uh the men league had to make my list somewhere so mega bowl number four is my number five fave memory what do you got josh uh, my number five is, um, like I said, my my breakdown of the fave five is a little bit weird and not all necessarily consistent. But hey, who cares? Um, it's kind of, the broad category is your basement, Ranch's basement, I guess to be more specific. Correct. Um, dating all the way back to when it was just the shell of a basement, uh, <laughs> taking taking pictures of myself uh, mooning the webcam and then finding them in my locker the next day at school. Um, not just one, but literally. <laughs> dozens of pictures of my ass uh it was also one of the photos on the screensaver and years later range is like why the hell is josh mooning our camera um that the the basement was also the site for many madden tournaments and madden matchups in general uh watching super bowl games it's still the the site for the super bowl um and then my one of my favorite all-time gar's basement memories is the itchy attack from brad that's such an iconic moment that still today, doctors, scientists, philosophers, no one can explain what happened on that day. No, but all we're just, I, I mean, it was your basement, correct? It, it was definitely and in my we basement. We were just sitting there. I, I, I don't know if you were playing Halo or somebody was playing something, doing something, watching TV. And then all of a sudden we see Brad just writhing on the ground <laughs> until the shirt comes off. I had an itchy attack. <laughs> A moment, like I said, no one will ever be no one will ever be able to explain for the rest of time. What a fucking Wait. interesting time. So yeah, that's that's uh, just a rambling of five memories in your basement, essentially. Sure, sure but Gar's basement. I appreciate the shout out for the range as Gar's future basement. Uh, something didn't even make my list. I'll just mention real quick. Back to when we were little kids, we'd play Blind Man's Bluff a lot. Didn't even make my honorable mention list because I didn't think about it until just now. But yeah, the unfinished basement, Blind Man's Bluff, blanket over your head, running into the fucking steel support beam right in the middle of everything. That was <laughs> that was a classic when you couldn't see. My number four fave Hidden Oaks memory. Um, 
this is not it didn't happen at Hidden Oaks, but it was still a Hidden Oaks event. It was Jordan Mines, best in the world versus best in the world, January fifth, two thousand and thirteen. Again, it was another big group event. It was I don't remember if I was I was Team Garlic. I think he was Jordan Nation at the time. I don't remember what iteration of team he was, but it was just there was a bunch of people in Jordan shirts. There was a bunch of people in Team Garlic shirts. Jordan and I played three games of Madden. It's when Macklemore's Thrift Shop was a huge song. I remember that being played on repeat. Jordan was dating like Alicia at the time. That one Alicia, Alicia, whatever her name was. Um, Emma Geiger was there. Andy Locke was there. It's a big, fun group event, um, and those just those things are obviously probably over in our lifetime. But it was just a big thing I was involved in. Uh, it was just really fun for me, Josh. I'm pretty sure you were there, right? Yep, I was there. What do you remember about it? Um, I, I mean, I remember. Was that the one that had the Mr. McGiblets? Is that where I dressed up as Mr. McGiblets and walked in? Maybe. I, that, I, I, I want to say that that was that one because that was in their apartment. Some. That was that was in their Forest Lake apartment. I think Jesse yeah. might have been dressed up as Mr. McGiblets, or was it you? I think uh, Jesse changed into it after I walked in wearing it. I think that's what happened. It, it was years ago. As but, yeah, like I said, 2013. That was a long time ago, but yeah. All right. Yeah. What do you got no. for number four, Josh? Uh, number four, this is um, kind of like activities, so kind of like Hammer said, yard games. Um, I mean... When I look back at it, I think if if we played or if our kids played yard games and games like we did, I'd be extremely proud of them and extremely pissed off because not many neighborhoods would allow kids to sit out in the front yard and hit baseballs at houses. I, I don't know if you remember playing baseball at Jamie and Jesse's. I mean, it was with the tennis ball, but those things can still damage siding. Um, and at Nate's house, playing baseball in Nate's front yard. Um, I mean, I broke a window because I threw a ball and it was a bad throw and it hit a window and broke Riz, or Megan's window at the time. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, but yeah, just I just remember. Um, and then Tyler's backyard, we, we had to stop playing there because Tyler's parents don't like us. Um, Shout out to the we also had, Yeah, we also had like, you know, in recent years, bags and Beersby, um, trampoline games. I know we used to have um, like the dodgeball and the trampoline where we'd have people jumping and then one person with the ball. Um, but then we had night games, as Brad said, Green Booger in the upper expansion of Hidden Oaks, as we would like to call it, um, which is now rainbow booger so we need to get a plaque to commemorate our uh, times up in the green park shout out to Fillmore um, park yeah um and then the bowling league that's another activity uh we had manlon convert to charlie's or garlic's angels um which led to the pterodactyl screech we all miss to this day okay yeah i can't do it anymore josh i wish i still could but I can't. We had the, uh, I remember the seat belt because the Aaron Rodgers like championship belt was big. So when every time I got a spare, I would do the the seat belt, and I thought I was really funny and cool. Anytime I did that, it, celebration. I still do that from time to time. As you should. One of the greatest bowling oh, yeah. celebrations there is. Uh, oh yeah. But yeah, those are good ones. Uh, I know it's not necessarily a game. Actually, I won't spoil it in case it made your list. Um, but yeah, we've played a lot of games: sardines, uh, ghost in the graveyard, all that kind of stuff. Kick the can. Great times. I mean, it didn't. It, I that was kind of my games category. So you can go on. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move on here. My number three. Josh already talked about it. I had to give it its own moment though, because 
every single time I think about it, I fucking laugh. It's Brad's fucking itchy attack. It makes no sense that a fucking literally. We're, so this is when our when my dad's basement was finished. So it's post twenty twelve or twenty twelve or later, I should say. Brad, we're all just sitting again. I don't know what the, if we're going to event, we're coming to event, we're watching a movie, playing Halo, whatever. Sitting in my basement, Bradley just starts rolling around on the ground like stop, drop, and roll, just you know, freaking out, fidgeting, and rips his shirt off, saying I had a fucking itchy attack what does that mean no one in the history of man has ever had a fucking itchy attack that's not something doc dr jamie or hammer hammer if you listen to this get jamie to let us know if a fucking itchy attack is a real thing because i guarantee it's fucking not oh my god i, I mean it's a, it seems like a legit doctor's diagnosis you know? and it's never happened before then and it's never happened since then <laughs> i just i don't yeah that was he the word playing he was brad was probably using um insulation as a sleeping bag the day before or and something. That, that was pre-gonge brad too so no one can explain that that's true all right what do you got uh, for number three josh number three i have got the many you already kind of alluded to it um but the many catchphrases and just things that we tend to repeat to one another just randomly french toast um, and then one of my all-time favorites, Jamie's Backyard, Nate. I have to go do dishes. Dishes? Dishes? There's uh, We yelled assemble all the time. Sorry, go ahead. Yep, and, and uh, yeah, assemble was one that made the, that made the list. Um, we've just had many, many different things that, you know, and, and you say it out loud in public and it just don't make any sense to the people around. But Hidden Oaks, there's usually, you know what, if they hear someone go, shoo they know what it is. It's Josh coming outside. Um, if Or just in general with people hanging out. Um, French toast is Josh trying to get Brad to giggle because he said, I, I, I want to say that the reason that that became the thing was at Sharon's one day. And I said, I bet you I can get you to laugh by just saying two words or something, something stupid like that. But it's still something that gets joked about. Um, there's, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know the actual words because you mumble it or you say it so Super secret special officer Dustin Johnson report for dirty. Report for dirty third. That was a good. That's always a fun one. Um, but yeah, we just had those little inside jokes and giggle fests. Right. One when you left off your list, Josh, and you and I created it in a car together. Wee you. Wee you. Wee you. Well, getting into number one, I guess. No. <laughs> Sorry, didn't no, mean to ruin it. Wee you. We was we was definitely way up there. All right, uh, my number two, and I don't want to upset anyone with my number two and my number one, but my number two has got to be Jamie's wedding up in Duluth. Beautiful time, beautiful moment. Got to live my dream as being a fucking flower girl. Reception was bang, and I really got to uh, bond with Josie that night because Nate was kind of off doing his own thing. So I, I really appreciate the time I got to spend mainly with a, a more sober Josh and Josie. We chatted pretty much all night long. Again, I got to be a fucking flower girl, which is awesome. Um, I got to watch Bradley be drunk and just dance everywhere. Got to see Bradley with just a, a fistful of Amy Heilman's ass in his hand for a long time. Pod's always looking hot. Um, and the, then the story of Bradley fucking stumbling home, getting picked up by the cops. I mean, I wasn't there for it. It was probably technically the day after Jamie's wedding, but ugh, man. What well, a time to be I, alive. I, that, that, that wedding was great. Um, I loved everything. I loved that entire wedding. Um, Mostly because you thought that I was somewhat sober, even though Brad had free access to the bar for, and he kept feeding me, um, cap or, um, 
crown and sevens. I think I had 14 crown and sevens from that bartender. Well, regardless and of your I, sobriety, you were more chill that night. How's that? I was definitely more chill. And yeah, I agree. I, I do remember talking to Josie. I remember talking to Brian um, about Game of Thrones. Um, I remember Brad getting absolutely belligerently drunk. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a more chill evening. I probably wasn't as drunk as I thought because I did pace myself a little bit better. Um, I just know that every, I just, I did find it funny that every time my drink started to run a little low, all I had to do was hold my hand up like this and <laughs> shake the cup of ice and Brad would be over there in 30 seconds with another one. Um, so I might be partly to blame for him throwing up on the side of the road in a, and, and in his suit still. Um, because every time he got me a drink, he got his own drink and he must not have eaten like I did because woof, I just know that the cops shone the light in my face and I yelled what? And then, uh, Brad told me the story the next morning. All right, Josh, we're starting to lose some viewers here. Um, you don't got to rush along, but what's your number two, pal? Uh, my number two is, um, kind of the, the campouts and just overall sleepovers. It doesn't matter whose house they were at. Typically it was Nate's or mine. Um, but you know, hanging out in the, I mean, going back as far as, you know, elementary school for, for most, for some of us, most of us even, um, I mean, I remember watching the exorcist in Brad's basement and then getting, um, you know, upset stomach and have to walk home. And it was a really stormy night. And, uh, I think it was just Nate, Brad and I, and the, the lightning was so consistent that it looked like it was daytime out. Like the light was, the sky was just lit up, um, Nate's basement using his coffee table as a footrest to sleep on the couch, watching grandma's boy, um, looking over in the middle of the night to see garlic, uh, sleeping with his hands and legs stuck straight up in the air. Um, I'll never figure out what the hell that was. Um, but Hey, provided some giggles. Um, and then just, yeah, staying up way too late and eating way too much junk food. Yeah, we won't tell the story, but yeah, Nate's basement, that's uh, that's where Garlic came to be on a nice little sleep overnight. The Kyle Foster insanity sauce, you'll never forget that night, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kyle Foster's basement, not quite Hidden Oaks, but the diarrhea everywhere, Hannah, Chicken Nugget. I wasn't there for that, thankfully. Oh, oh really? But uh, you were there for the Hannah Chicken Nugget, for sure. Yeah, because I was the one that gave Hannah the Chicken Nugget. <laughs> All right, Josh, we'll keep moving here. Like I said, viewers are dropping. We understand we're almost we're going to probably finish at an hour 45 here. But my number one, Josh, I really don't want to inflate your ego too much, but your wedding night was, thinking about it right now, probably one of my favorite memories in life, not just Hidden Oaks memories right now, but it was just such a great night top to bottom. Again, I was in the wedding. Um, you know, I, I got to be, I, had, I remember that morning, I, me and Brad went to uh, Big Ten, I think that's what we call it, right? Big 10. Perfect, perfect 10. Went to perfect 10, got our cars cleaned. I drove into the fucking wall for some reason because my, my head was everywhere. Show up to the thing and I uh, get a big fat ass breakfast from Bunker Hills or Majestic, wherever. I forget. It was, was it Majestic or Bunker? Bunker because the joke was is that uh, we're going to oh. change the place to Mitchell. That's right. Yeah, so I got a big fat-ass breakfast at Bunker. The boys just hanging out all morning, uh, taking pictures outside. Apparently, I ruined a couple of them just with my face being so ugly. It's the way she goes. Uh, great night, Courtney and I. Perfect match. Um, standing at the altar. Um, whenever When the pastor asked to say, I do, to whatever, I said, I'll try instead. Just a great moment for everyone uh, that isn't garlic. Or a great moment for everyone else. Or a great moment for me and not everybody else. But just a perfect night. Had a smoke and date that night. Everything about it. Just super fantastic. I won't keep mumbling. But Josh, your wedding night, very special night for me. And I got to drive Appreciate you to the it. church. 
Yeah, we we appreciate it, Nikita and I. Um, it was a fun night for us as well. Oh, really? Um, Your wedding night was good for you? That's good. Yeah, no, and we um, we're happy that everybody else had a good time, or we assume everybody else had a good time. Um, but I mean, it wasn't just us there making it great. It was everybody from the hood. So all oh, the lightsaber fight well. too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's still that, that's still pretty unique. Uh, we didn't get quite the darkness that I wanted. I wanted them to turn all the lights off and then have our lightsabers be real, so I could no. <laughs> um, but uh, that that was something that we had we had to keep a secret up until the very last moment, and I'm glad we did. Um, Worth it. But yeah, no, and then we also get the the stories of the the podcast interviews in the closet and Brad thinking they're getting high and, you know, so yeah, a lot of good stories came from that night. Before you move on, I just want to say fuck you to Brad in the chat. He says, LMAO, I forgot you drove into the wall, so go tuck yourself in, Brad. Sorry, Josh, go ahead. Walk us off. No, I I, I do think that um, it was a fun night for all um, and it was everybody's contribution that made it so. What do you got for number one, pal? Moving on to number one, Brian alluded to it at the end, um, and it might seem corny to say, but screw you if you think so. Um, it is the fact that we have maintained friendship for as long as we have. So that is my number one Hidden Oaks memory. Um, we give each other shit from time to time, and we get on each other's nerves more than time to time. No. Um, not not just you and I, but in general. Um, it goes all the way back to me throwing Nate into the fences when we were five and four years old because I thought it was funny because he bounced, um, you know, and just all of that nonsense. But the fact that we're still able to maintain communication 20 years later um, is insane. 20 plus years later. Um, my dad said one, or when I graduated high school, my dad told me, you're not going to be friends with these kids um, after college, um, because the odds of it are just astronomically high. And, and that was, he was just referring to Nate. Um, he wasn't referring to everybody from the hidden Oaks and it wasn't a knock on you guys. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't because you guys were bad people. It's just because that's, that's the way she goes, move away, find new new things. Um, but the one consistent, and, and as we all know, consistency is key. Uh, the one consistent has been hidden Oaks. And so there's, um, Nikita's mentioned being jealous many a times to me about how close knit our group of friends are. Um, and now she is technically a part of it. Um, second tier member. Yeah. Yeah. Second tier member. She can get, um, the, the silver package when we, uh, create our own hidden Oaks resort. Um, not necessarily gold or platinum, but silver tier. Um, but yeah, so my number one is, is just all of the memories rolled up into one adding to the friendships. All right, Josh, that was our beautiful fave five list from both of us. Um, we got three concurrents still. Whoever's in the chat, uh, give us, give me a couple of you, give me a number one between 14. So, so whoever's still there, if you can put in the chat a number between one and 14, let me know. Uh, that's for something else though. So Josh, we've been talking about it for a long time. We got a raffle winner here, Josh. We got to give someone 50 bucks, and I'm covering up your face. So we had a total of 58 entries. Carmel and Al ruled the world with 10 entries each. Brian with nine just because he didn't leave one pre, um, pre-contest, so he didn't get the legacy bonus. But there's going to be an exactly 50% chance that either Al, um, Brian, or Carmel win this thing. If you add in Hammer and Jack then it's about a 75% chance that one of those five gentlemen win. And then uh, Walters kind of fell off there, only 7% chance. But who, if there was, I know you can't see this on the screen, but out of anyone, who do you want to win this $50 raffle? Who deserves it? 
Derek. Derek, huh? You think so with his one entry, he'll get it done? I think so. All right. Well, we got a nice little um, uh, random generator here basically with this formula. I have a period in front of it. I know you can see that on the stream. As soon as I take this period away, um, the magic of Google will determine a winner of our raffle. 58 entries. Um, we'll just see who wins. Let's not, uh, let's not drag this out any longer. Caramel Bear is your $50 raffle winner. It's not fixed, I promise. You can see all 58 entries right here. Obviously, Caramel Bear had an almost 20% chance to win. Um, he contributed every week since the contest started. He had a legacy. He left a station ID. Um, it's not fixed, I promise. Caramel Bear, you are the $50 raffle winner. We appreciate you, and I'll Venmo that to you later. Um, so yeah, Josh, how do you do? You, how, do you like Carmel winning the raffle or no? Obviously, he's not in the league, but he's a big podcast contributor. Yeah, no, I mean he would have he would have been a second choice there if not for the underdog. Um, and so he um, oh now it switched to Walters no. <laughs> <laughs> right at the end, son of a bitch. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that uh, he's a deserving, especially with all the artwork he's contributed. That might have been worth an ex a couple extra bonuses, but um, yeah. It's the way she goes. Congrats, Carmel. So Carmel in the chat put a couple numbers. We'll move into the outro here. Thank you again, everyone who contributed to the Fave Five this year. Josh, how? Who are all the people you want to thank for the podcast, specifically season three, but the podcast in general? Who do you want to give a big thank you to, and why? Everybody that's contributed. Um, my wife, um, who puts up with me being in the guest room on this podcast every Tuesday. <laughs> Um, you for getting a lot of it set up. Appreciate it. Brian for his weekly contribution. And as a kind of one of those, he's our Gerby. He's our cult favorite. Um, I want to thank the lesser podcasts such as the victorious POD. Um, for those of you who don't listen to that podcast, we are now approaching their average timestamp of an hour 45. <laughs> um, and so that is, that is, um, something that you can be thankful for. Um, I'd like to thank Carmel Bear for his just, well, not necessarily his artwork, but his just gloriousness in general. Um, if you haven't seen his dad, he has a giant ass mustache, um, and he's Mexican. And so, but yeah, and, and then obviously Audio Al as well for giving us that delectable ear sampling of whistle I don't even know. And the whistle, whistle song. song, whistle, whistle song, whistle. I mean, come on, Josh. You got to get that shit down. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, pretty much everyone I want to mention. Obviously, Walters gave us the beautiful intros we played all year long. Uh, mm -hmm. T, T left us some voicemails as well. Obviously, anyone in the Hidden Oaks Leagues, thank you for fucking with us. Uh, rookie Jeremy, we appreciate you contributing, obviously. Uh, it's a good way to get involved with the league, but also I can understand why you wouldn't want to because you're a new guy, so appreciate Jeremy. Got to shout out Eric's uh, Kesteris, as Josh would call him, or Eric's Sequestrian. Uh, sorry, that's what Josh would call him um, oh yeah so we appreciate all you mika slash michael clayton if you're out there still listening or if you listen to this later we appreciate you um we got one facebook post this year 30 facebook comments 28 or yeah 28 youtube comments 48 emails 72 voicemails that's a lot of fucking voicemails so there's a lot of contribution out of you guys we appreciate everything you say and do uh there's definitely no one listening to the pod at this point but if you listen back later we thank you so much um 
I forgot to do this earlier. Just the, the Hidden Oaks survey drawing winner, Carmel Bear, put a number into the chat. He said 8987. Obviously, that doesn't work out. So I'm going to do just 8 as the first number he listed. And number 8 here in the list is... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Jamie is your survey winner. Um, she won a nice 20 bucks. So, Jamie, I'll Venmo you 20 bucks for taking the survey. We appreciate all you guys taking the survey this year so we can improve our football league and our podcast. Is there anything else in the world you want to say, Josh, before we sign off for season three? Go Packers. Go Packers. We'll be back in the spring, right, Josh? Yeah, that if COVID-2 doesn't kill us all. COVID-2 or yeah, SARS-CoV-3 could be right around the corner. So don't forget about that. Stay stay safe, folks. HiddenOaksOverdose.gmail.com, Facebook.com slash HoodPod, Anchor.fm slash HoodPod. Like I said, we'll be back in the spring after free agency before the draft. Be a friend and tell a friend about a YouTube channel. Come back and watch these and listen to these throughout the spring if you want to. There's no reason you should want to, but we'd appreciate it if you did. One last time from us to you. We love you. We thank you. We'll see you in Season 4. Bye, bye. You did it, Josh. How's it feel? Yay. Esto no es Pat McAfee, pero está bien. You're good at that. Are you sure Spanish is not your native language? Um, it might be. No, it's not. Sorry. Well, all right. I'm going to go eat tacos, and I might be on the old Rocket League later. I might not. Depends on uh, depends on a few different factors, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll haul at you later. Rock on, man. Thanks for a great season. Love you, bye. Deuces. Love you, bye. What's poppin', man? It's Audio Al, and you're listening to Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix, right here on YouTube, Spotify, or any of your favorite streaming apps. I'm Ryan Walters, that other podcast host that you hate the most, and you're listening to Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. This is Brian from the soon-to-be champion Skybusters. And you are listening to Josh and Gar on the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix on Spotify.